What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to the A Show with the Kings, the Pro Wrestling Podcast. I'm Justin, here with Meals. What's going on, Meals? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. How's everything with you? <laughs> I hear the sirens. So I something going on in the hood. <laughs> it's always, I don't know. It's it's because I live on a busy street. But okay. until I move one day, <laughs> and I fear that I'm just going to end up moving to somewhere where there's probably going to be more police sirens, to be honest with you. Um, because you're not, making, you're not making the New York is not Gotham City uh, narrative any better. No, no, no. It's definitely Gotham City for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, but there are areas. Here's the thing, right? There are areas of New York that are very quiet and quaint, ish. Still, mm-hmm. probably robberies and stuff. Um, still, definitely, probably, still, probably robberies is. So great to hear. Yeah, but I'm just thinking. So my experience is that, like, I live in an apartment. I don't know the police sirens. This, it'll just be the soundtrack for this rant. I live in an apartment. I don't. I've never had anyone break into my house, right? But I feel like if I live in a house, it would be much easier to break in my house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why it's. Here. See? It's a cold open. Um. <laughs> But so I'm just like, uh, what am I really giving up? Like in today's economy, no oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> like I see the value of staying in an apartment as opposed to owning a house. It's so right. much now. And yes, in 20 years, everything will cost more and inflation and all this stuff like that. And everybody should have been buying houses when they're in second grade and all the other stuff like that. Yes, we know all that. Um, but I don't know. There's got to be some value in renting, right? As opposed to owning. Yeah, I mean, there's some value in renting. Just to just, I mean, obviously, you don't want to rent like long term. That's why, I like, a lot of people who I've been trying to like, um, I ha- we have like a a realtor that's trying to work with us right now. That's been working with us <laughs> for a year, and she's just like, you know, you don't want to rent more than two years. You know what I'm saying? You want to like, you definitely want to look into buying as soon as possible. But if you rent somewhere like no more than two years, because like you're just throwing money in the toilet. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's the only, like, I feel like some realtors don't get that. Like it's the only option that we have right now. Like nobody yeah. has thousand dollars to just put down on a, on a house right now. Like regardless. And, and, of the, pay, and then the it. maintenance for the house is insane because yeah. now you're in ownership and you're taking on all of these things. Like my mom, my mom owns a house now. And in Florida, and still it's like some shit fell over, gotta do this, gotta cut the tree in the backyard, gotta repave the driveway, gotta do all this other stuff. And this costs money, like money, money. And you still have to pay your mortgage and stuff like that. I'm not saying people shouldn't get houses. I'm not saying that. I'm saying look at your options, pick which one works best for you. Every year I say I should get a car. Every year. Multiple times a year. I saw Quan getting his car towed away. I was like, I should get a car. Like, that's how much it's, like, on my brain constantly. I think I'm not you, getting a car. <laughs> I think where, where, what you do, like, there's no reason to get one unless you're trying to drive out the city. So, like, you would be giving yourself, like, a $300, $400 bill to drive it, like, once in a while. But I would say if you're going to get a car, Mills, you should just lease it at that point. Because if you're not going to drive it a lot get a lot of value out of it that way and you'll be able to go a lot more places hmm okay all right like it's a little lisa little civic or something 
get your car payment down. I'm pretty sure you have, you know, solid credit. Um, and plus, if it's your first time, they always kind of give you a deal on that, too. I don't think you've ever had a car before. No. Um, I think, like, at best, with your insurance, it wouldn't be too crazy. But out here in California, uh, car ownership is just nuts right now. But um, I, I think just in general, like, you would have more of an advantage uh getting one if you just leased it if you're really thinking about getting one and just to have the experience that's cool but i feel like if you were to get one it's for you to go to you know the hamptons or philly to the, go hamptons. Check. <laughs> the hamptons hey man i don't know what you do i don't know what you I don't, do. this is true i don't know what i would do either but i would find out i'll tell you that i'll tell you that right now um so that's that what has been going on in my life um I just got Chick-fil-A and I ordered mac and cheese and they forgot the mac part. So that was interesting. Oh, what, was that, they just gave you some noodles? They just gave me cheese, bro. <laughs> Check out my Instagram is there. L- legitimately just gave me a, a, a cup of cheese. Um, what else? Put it on the chicken. It's a new, it's a new wave. No, I'm about to, <laughs> you about to make my insides explode. That shit is, they trying to kill me. <laughs> pouring just pure unadulterated raw cheese on shit you're fucking insane (laughs) um let's see oh you know what i want to say i wanted to promote a couple of things because i have comments on them Mm -hmm. a couple of the things that we got going on first of all if you haven't already tune into the lookout um but jamal and i we're going over full metal alchemist brotherhood the entire it's arguably it's arguably one of the greatest anime that's ever existed I don't know about that, but go ahead. Uh, I mean, it's not my greatest anime that ever existed, but it's Jamal's greatest anime that ever existed, and we're going to legitimately like put this to the test because I've watched it once. I have not watched it twice thus far, but I've seen what I've rewatched thus far is good. Um, so we'll I got see. Up to twenty. I got up to twenty episodes and i was just like when it when 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 we about to pop off here maybe I need <laughs> when to does it get off. when does it get amazing do you want to come yeah. on <laughs> like jamal's Jamal like we should have him watch it and i was like i don't know if justin wants to watch this <laughs> I, I was what else do i have to do but <laughs> <laughs> but honestly i'm just gonna i'm about to be real bro like i'm about to be real 20 be really real episodes in i was like what's going on there was a fight i remember there was like i will have to restart it at this point because i don't remember anything mm-hmm. um from the show but i remember being like and we talked about this because i watched it during like early pandemic i was watching it you were like it's gonna get good bro no worries one of the greatest of all time i'm like i don't know like, I, don't, I, 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 nah, I, I probably didn't tell you it was the greatest of all time because that was the second anime i ever watched other than dragon ball z <laughs> Bro, I was like, like, this is pretty good. I was like, I probably was like, this is pretty good. Not gonna lie. It gets really good. Um, do niggas not gas shit, though? Do niggas, niggas not gas, gas it? I got, one of the things I said on our episode was that the the anime was better knowing that I didn't have 40,000 niggas telling me it was the greatest anime of all time back then. I think that's, yeah, I think that's a big part of it for me as well. Because um, I don't know if you've seen Kev on stage on Twitter. He's been watching anime. I used to. I used to work with Kev on stage. Me and him oh really? At all Def Digital together. Yes. Oh wow. <laughs> oh, me and him worked at All Def Digital together, and <clears throat> Kev is Kev is my guy. Like I, I really fuck with Kev because 
he was one of the few people that like he took me to the side one time and i'll never forget this advice but he was just like he was like this place might not work for you but i know there's a bunch of places that will work for you so you need to get the fuck out of here basically like like he because <laughs> i remember you know you know yes like, I, I know i know i know i i still remember you telling the tale of the first day there <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like like I was miserable at all deaf digital and he was one of the few people there that that could see through the bullshit and <clears throat> really gave me some really cool advice and I I never he probably don't even fucking remember me but like um you know with all the shit he does now he's he's on our spectrum commercials like our cable yeah, out here, yeah, yeah. he's on our commercials <laughs> he does yeah. a lot he does a lot he but I'm so lot. I'm so happy with all of the success that he has received in the last couple of years and um he's, he's a great guy but i'm sorry that was just a, a side i just wanted to no, um, no, no, no that was perfect that was amazing i had a context to this, this, is, wanted, what O'Shea, this is what o'shea jackson jr is talking about you know um, yeah well, <laughs> i just wanted to wax poetic about how great of a person he was and how, how great he was to me so he's gotten into anime and the first one he yeah. got into was attack on attack titan yeah. So he watched it and it's amazing. So now people have just been recommending him animes. And the worst thing you can do is have 40,000 rabbit anime fans telling you why you should watch this one, about why you should watch the original before you watch the remake because the original has, uh, you know, it goes by the original manga and blah, 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 and shit like that. So it's like when people ask about AEW and they say, well, you gotta watch Nakajima versus all that bullshit. <laughs> Don't, yeah. So. Listen, we having a great time watching it. Make sure you stay tuned to that. Um, also wanted to say shout out to the War Report again. The funniest part of listening to the War Report every week is them getting to. Uh, I guess we got to talk about wrestling. <laughs> I I honestly, truthfully, and I don't know like on Quan's side because Quan watches everything, but like I I do truly feel really bad because like they're one of the few podcasts well no not even one of the few like they were one of the first podcasts to call out AEW when they the shows were getting bad and right. i still feel like there's a bunch of shows that still lie and act like these shows are good <laughs> if you know what i mean but um i think that like with them i feel really bad that they have to continue to watch like a show where it's like one or two matches that are really good but really nothing to hold them to it I feel terrible right. about it. And, and when NXT is like on like a on a transition period, because like they're on a transition period and they're also in a period where there's there's they're about to begin NXT, to NXT bring it. Right. Like every 18 months, NXT gets really, really bad. <laughs> Before it becomes like, oh, here's this talent. Oh, we didn't even know what we had until it starts, until that stand and deliver when people start putting two and two together. Yeah, um, it, it gets really, really bad. But we're almost to stand and deliver. But um, yeah. and I think that like also it's like with, with NXT, it's like like I said, they're cycling people out right now. So like at, at the end of the day, like they're still going to be dealing with like new people coming in and out, and that's just going to be a, a thing. But like AEW is just is what it is. Yes, <laughs> like we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about AEW on this because I got some gripes with whatever they got going on currently. Um, okay. But I want to I want to give a shout out to them. Your banter is amazing. Make sure you guys also listen to the War Report if you just like good banter before you, they talk about wrestling. But also when they talk about wrestling, it's like for like half an hour and they get through it, and you know you get all the you get everything you need to know. Um, third thing, you guys is throwbacks. I have never been as I'm not someone who goes out and says, "Can I be on your podcast?" Um, because it's tacky to me. I like to be invited on podcasts. 
there has never been a podcast I felt like I've wanted to be invited more on than the Usher Confessions one. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it is legitimately my favorite album of all time. Well, you know, um, when we when we recorded that, we had to, we, we like me, well, my schedule is not as, as crazy. No, it's, it's fine. It's fine. It's not even like a, a thing thing, but just hearing you guys talk about it and go through Usher like retrospectively, it was incredible. It was great. It was a great Thank listen. You. I listened through it through my walk. Um, and yeah, I've, I just, I was there listening, wanting to be part of it. So I'll just say that you guys did an amazing job. Um, and I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff I could have added, but it was still an amazing job. It was. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Cause I'm like, I'm like deep in the lore. Like I know like the, there lore um there's not much lore with there usher lore. to be honest with you. there is lore though there is lore we got into it's, a little bit of, of that so like if you right. guys have, if you guys haven't checked out throw blacks definitely definitely do that and uh make sure you that's that's on your to-do list but i think what the lore of usher is that he was in in so many ways a, a lot of it to me when i when i was researching i was a lot of this could could have not happened at all yeah. you know what i'm saying like, like it could have like that first album flopped it could have been over. You know what I'm saying? So, like, I think ultimately, like, when you look at it, and then I didn't even notice how long he takes between albums. He takes long breaks, meals between albums. He, like That's a And I think that's helped with his staying perception. power, in a sense. Yeah, and perception, to be honest with you. Um, but I, what I will say is what bottom line Usher is. I think Usher is, like, 75% performer slash entertainer. And 25% artists. Yeah. And it's the performance that really sells you because the fact he sings good, he dances good, his songs are good, all this other stuff like that. But when it comes to the art itself, um, you see that until someone's um, someone has a clear direction for him, and really the only clear directive album was... other. No, I would say My Way and probably Confessions are like the clear, like, hey, directed... Like, yeah. here's what we want you to sound like. Here's the best thing for you to sound like. And here's how to do it in a cohesive way. So I mm-hmm. credit Jermaine Dupri to both of those. Um, but other than that, he is like a plastic bag in the wind when it comes to everything else. <laughs> <laughs> every other album. And I said this on Twitter once, and then niggas got mad at me um, because, and I don't like to talk about verses and years that aren't 2020. Um but I'm one of the very few who are like Usher versus Chris Brown versus is closer than people think. Really? It, it's not Usher completely running away with it because Chris Brown has amazing records. Yeah. Like, and I feel like people who are people, a lot of people hold it to the standard of Usher because you don't have to call and all these other things. But Chris I Brown just, has. I just feel like that's going to end in a fist fight. Because uh, I think Chris Brown's gonna get mad. Probably. I think he's, <laughs> he's gonna get mad at something. You know, it's like it's gonna end in a fist fight. But yeah, no. you're. I, I think Chris Brown has the hits, but I think in terms of legacy, like I think he, he, he's the longest lasting. He's had a longer run near the top. Oh well, actually, I don't want to say that because Usher's been out since the '90s. But 
and has been relevant for a pretty long time. And a lot of it has been viral success, to be honest with you. But I'm talking about like staying hit power. Chris Brown has had like big records at least every year since he's been out. But even the down years. It goes to it goes to say that also like there are no and I mentioned this on the show, there are no new there isn't nothing new under the sun right now, so to speak. Right. There's no new cats that are making me feel like, oh man, this shit shit about to be lit. You know what I'm saying? Like there's there's nobody like that right now. And it's still it's still kind of Chris Brown. That's what the weird part about it is. Like un um what's the song? Um I forgot what it's called, but uh, No Guidance. No, no, no. But No Guidance was a big record, too. And that happened like 15 years into Chris Brown's career. Right. Um, and now he's got Under oh, the Influence. In but no Guidance was a moment. No Guidance was a moment, though. You know what I mean? Oh, Sensational. Mm-hmm. Sensational was an amazing fucking record. What, and, what, what, what chart? Um, let me see. Sensational by Chris Brown. Um, it's got 47 million... Things on Twitter. I mean, not Twitter, on YouTube. 47 million views on YouTube. Um, oh, 94. Interesting. Um, yeah. Like, but, is it a <laughs> I don't know. I guess not, huh? But it's an amazing song. We, I feel we like get in hit, we're getting into hit talk right now. You know, Josh has been killing me for the past week. He just won't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I think he still got hit. I mean, ultimately, he still had a hit last year. So it is what it is. He had the um the shit that came off the his two albums ago. Like he had a hit that came from an al- album two uh, under the influence was a hit last year. Um yeah. and that one came from like 2019 or 20 or something along those lines. So um he had Go Crazy, which didn't get the run that it got a couple of years ago. He had no guidance the year before that. No guidance had, um, was had the Drake like at one of the heights of his powers too, though. Yes, I mean, this is true. But you had like back to sleep. I just feel like (laughs) new I mean New Flame is the Chris Brown record, but it also features but Usher is one who really like baby babe. Um (laughs) but I just I just think when you put their records side to side, both are amazing artists in their in the in the span of like have created great music that people still bump today. And I don't think it's like completely Usher completely runs away with it. I feel like Chris Brown can grab a couple rounds if he wanted to. I'm just saying that. Ultimately, Usher wins, but Chris Brown's grabbing some rounds. And Chris Brown is going to, if this was 2020, Chris Brown's was like, nigga, you ain't got no records from before, after 2012. Like he would say <laughs> one of those shits. <laughs> one of them slick comments. <laughs> that's what a play that's, hot toddy. That's where the fist, that's where the, that's where the fist fight going to pop off. That's where the fist fight's going to pop off. That's why I feel like. True, truly, Chris Brown is going to have to hold like, like, really, like, um, like, be calm. Like, this is your homeboy. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Don't fight him. Don't fight him, bro. This is this is your homeboy. Remember who this is. This is this is this is Usher, bro. Usher, Usher, baby. Absolutely. But uh, no, I, I, I hear you. I, I think that there's, there's a, there's, I mean, but that's where like the the Super Bowl stuff started was from the disrespect of. People saying Usher couldn't do it, and and people saying Usher is gonna lose the verses. Like they was really playing on his name. They was really playing on his name. I, I need you to confirm this. No, they absolutely were. I think. Um, I think. Yeah, they were. 
Usher has done some questionable things or made questionable songs. Why they must be a fire? Um, Usher has made questionable decisions um, musically over the last decade. Um, but ultimately, he's still one of the best that's ever did it. Yeah, that we will acknowledge. Um, <laughs> we have now that we have uh, scared away any wrestling fans. Of course. Uh, they're Let's not the wrestling fans. People, wrestling fans who are staying for Usher talk is the wrestling fans we talk to. If you got scared away by Usher and Chris Brown and shit, maybe we'd have the pot for you. I don't know what to say. Let's get into. Oh, this is a, this is a prediction show, by the way. Uh, this this uh, this weekend is Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get into that in a few. But uh, is there any news? Any 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 pressing things that we need to talk about this year? Um, we didn't talk about, I mean, we haven't talked about anything TNA related, but TNA, <laughs> absolutely TNA over you the last two weeks. Soon. You crossed the line too soon. Let me just talk. Let me just tell you, brother, y'all was crossing the line and yeah, we got the, we got the chat ready for Thursdays. I said, all right, <laughs> I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. I tuned in for the first one. I was like, all right, I'm out. Can I, can I tell you my biggest gripe with TNA? Is that their it's, TNA? It's it's a very insignificant gripe. And it happened to me while I was watching um what's that pay review? Hard to kill. The mic they have in the <laughs> ring is the worst. You can hear every footstep. It, it entire matches just sound like you can hear every footstep, and that gets on my nerves because when you and I made sure to look at it when I was watching AEW and WWE, they that part is like parsed out. But with yeah. TNA's production, it's maybe it's the type of um, ring that they have um, yeah. in terms of the support of the ring. But you can hear everything, and I'm just like, and I'm just like, bro, get this shit off my television. Um, so yeah, I didn't stick around for much after that. But um over the last week or so, um last two weeks actually, Scott Demore, who was pretty much the the I would guess the H of TNA. <laughs> he H. He H. Um is Naomi H. Naomi is Oh I'm sorry, was Naomi Demore? <laughs> oh Naomi was Demore for sure. She was Demore. Um but <laughs> Ever since that kind of like hard to kill and the success of that and the crossover thing with the Royal Rumble, people have been like, all right, we're ready to get back on TNA. It looks like they're heading in the right direction. And, and I, then a couple I, of weeks. I said, all right. <laughs> Y'all sure? Literally, like maybe a week and a half later, Scott Moore gets essentially fired from TNA <laughs> because the TNA's parent company, Anthem, are just like we want to, you just want to take the company in a different direction. We want to, we want to help with the the merger. We want to continue to make like build TNA. They gave some bullshit excuse. It is the worst excuse that I've ever heard in my life. Um, and people are genuinely confused of this man who's been a part of. I mean, back when when we watched TNA, Scott Demore was on television, part of Team Canada. So mm-hmm. he was been he's been part of the DNA of TNA for a very, very long time. Ooh. And 
you see what I did there? Um, but then um, this sudden departure, it doesn't sit well with people in the company and send people sit well with people outside of the company. And it feels very like, it feels like some shit that happens pretty much, to be honest, feels like some shit that happens every day. Um, what are your kind of like, I don't even, I don't even know if, what are your thoughts are the kind of question. <laughs> I don't got no thoughts. These niggas are doing what they do. I don't got no thoughts on this. I don't yeah. even know what fuck it. We don't ever talk about TNA unless they like do some crazy shit. Then they did some more crazy shit and they put them on a docket and we're not going to talk about them for another couple more. We didn't even talk about them when Naomi was on the show. We're going to talk about Naomi today. What are we talking about Naomi for the past year? This is true. Um, niggas crossed the line too early. Y'all need to stop crossing these lines, bruh. Y'all need to cross the y'all need to cross the DMV line. Get your, get your license renewed. Because y'all need to stop crossing the line. I, I don't want to see Thursdays in our Discord spoiler chat popping at all. No more. <laughs> What's the reason? What's the reason? Unless it's like a scoop in there. And shout out to our Discord because we got them scoops now. Nah. They Come told on, Josh nah. Alexander today, nigga, where you thought you was going. <laughs> they hit him with the, you're here forever. <laughs> <laughs> they said, oh, you want to get off? Nigga, you better drag your ass into this warehouse, nigga. <laughs> Oh God! Um, around this pussy nigga. That's what they hit that boy with. Uh, last week Tuesday during the double taping of NXT, Shotzi, who was scheduled to um, participate in an elimination chamber qualifying match, was injured. Mm-hmm. Um, no idea on the severity of her injury has not been reported yet. Has ACL. not reported. ACL. It's, oh, it's ACL. It's like for sure confirmed. Yep. Yep. Damn, she, ACL. Yeah, she, she outie. Um, it's a you know sad for Shotzi. Um, hate to have it happen during an NXT thing. Um, yeah, it's just a bad, just a bad feeling. Uh, Novak brought it up a couple weeks ago that there's been like this massive influx of like ACL tears, tears for mm. women in sports just in general over the last number of uh years. So. It'll be yeah. interesting if anyone kind of like does any science on that of like why, or is it just purely coincidence at this point? Um, but yeah, it's a shout to Shotzi, get well soon. Um, let's see what else is part of the news. It's just terrible that it had to, you know, it had to be her. You know what I'm saying? I, I think that she, I, you know what I appreciate what they do, right? is that they will give their talent that's not going overseas something to do. And I, and, oh, yeah. and I, I really, I really appreciate that <clears throat> about what the E does because they're like, yeah. Cause I was like, even last week I was like, nigga, you ain't going no goddamn. <laughs> you ain't going no purse. <laughs> you ain't going no goddamn. You might you, you get a perk. You ain't going to perk. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not you going to perk. You're not going to Perth. That you is. You can crazy. eat a perk. You can eat a perk. You ain't going to Perth, nigga. You feel me? <laughs> You're unhinged. We'll go off. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. But listen, I I I think it's just it's just a shame. But um, I wonder how they're gonna play that off on um on TV this week. I mean, I've read the taping, so hopefully they do exactly what the hell they just did there because I would love to see it. Um. <laughs> Uh, let's see what else has happened here. Listen, man. Also, um, Nikita Lyons is out with an injury again. 
Yeah. Milfe out with an injury. There was some interesting stuff that Shawn Michaels said about Nikita. I don't know if you saw this quote, but he was just he just basically said something to the effect of like people like, you know, people who are coming back like Nikita, they can't just walk in and think that they're just going to run shit. No, he didn't say like run shit, but like he was like, she got to she still got to work for it. And he's that's one thing that he sees like these people still got to work for it. And I was like, I thought it was interesting that he singled her out with that. So I, I always wonder wh- how he himself deals with attitude issues, being the most attitudinal <laughs> executive, <laughs> or can at least I, in his can, can I give my theory on like why that might have happened? Why that? Um, and this is the theory, not substantiated on anything. It's not even real, um, or it may <laughs> not be real. Um, I feel like. Sean has his favorites. Nikita is clearly not one of his favorites. It's not like he hates her, but mm-hmm. um, it's clearly that he has his favorites. Right. And I feel like maybe at one point Nikita probably called out and it was like, so if I was Lyra, would I be getting this? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. If I was mellow. <laughs> yeah. If it was, would this be happening? Like, would I be getting my, you know, I came back and da-da-da-da. Um, so I could see that. I could see that. Um, yeah. It was an odd thing to, to say. I was just like, that was, that was weird for him to say that in public. <laughs> like, I was like, that was a weird thing to say. Um, have you read this, uh, this, this Reddit top dollar <laughs> thing? I wish that we could, like, leave him behind. In some way, shape, or form. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. But here we are. <laughs> there he goes right there. His new job. <laughs> there he goes right there. Shit. Top Dollar held a, a Twitter space yesterday. <laughs> why is he doing Twitter spaces and, and doing this? Like, is this the new RF video shoot? Like, why is he doing this? Because his entire fan base is on Twitter. He lives, breathes, dies with the support of Twitter. If it goes to Instagram, it's quiet. Like <laughs> Twitter is where it's at. Um, he doesn't his uh his uh his brain doesn't live on other social media platforms. Here's some notes from it, according to Square Circle on Reddit. He might need to get his brain checked out. And and you can comment on these notes however you want to comment. Okay. He says, denies Triple H wanted swerve back. What what do you think about that? I saw that part. I was like, what, what do you think about it? Um, he says, <laughs> well, again, he followed he followed up and says Paul Levesque knew that he had a five year deal with AEW. Do I think H wanted? To, I mean, he invited pretty much everybody else back. I mean, like, there's a lot of people here, like, you know, that yeah. aren't really doing much, but they back. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he wanted to. I think he wanted to give everybody who was part of that NXT run that didn't really get the call up or got released before it was like too soon unjustly give them a shot so i could say h probably wanted swerve back to be honest with you um you don't i don't know do, if- i don't want to do right with nobody you know what i'm saying i i like <laughs> what, what's the point of doing right with him by him you feel me this is true um and no reason but he says um on the main roster, Dala was meant to be the single star, and Swerve was supposed to be the tag guy. We heard that. Um, we heard that. He says, H and Stephanie are not divorced. Why we okay. need to know that. <laughs> why, do you, why do you care? But all right. Um, He says he talked to H- Triple H last week. Meltzer's report of him having enemies is right, and it wasn't about Triple H, Heyman, Cole, Hayes, 
do the math. I'm like, what math? Like, what, who, who has enemies? Top I think Dollar? He has enemies. Yeah, Top Dollar has enemies. Like, that's the reason why he was released only and not his other two people. Uh, he was saying he has enemies. Yes, he's saying he has enemies. Uh, Vince, I guess? Who? Maybe, I guess. I mean, he's still, he got fired, so <laughs> clearly that enemy is still there. Um, he says Regal was at SmackDown right after leaving AEW. <laughs> like, <laughs> lit. That's fire. He clearly knew where he was going. Um, let's see. Caleb Braxton is better in person than Kathy Kelly. <laughs> mm, I've seen both of this. I've seen both of them in person. <clears throat> All right. Up close and personal. Okay. They are both good work. That Amazing. is my Listen, both good work. Good work. As as a as great looking as advertised, is what we yes. say. I don't um, know why he's caring, but alas. Maybe someone ask him, you know, it's Twitter. <laughs> Hey, uh, bruh, bruh, hey, bruh. Hey, who bruh. Knew <laughs> who knew it better, bruh? Kathy <laughs> Kelly or goddamn Kayla Braxton, man? We've been arguing about this. <laughs> and the Discord for about a couple months, my nigga. Now we got the real nigga that's going to give us the answer on this. Is that what somebody asked him? I feel like that was pretty much, that might have been like word for word, bar for bar. Say, bruh, who looked the best, my nigga? He says, he says 90, 99% of wrestlers couldn't beat him in a real fight, so doing jobs is fine. And he says, mm-hmm. shoot fighters like Brock Riddle and Baron Corbin don't count. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 4K. He forgot 4K, but I right, go ahead. Now, here's the here's the most disgraceful one. LA Knight got 2 million views in 24 hours with Hit Row. <laughs> Hit Row got no credit. Hasn't done that since. All right, let's see. <laughs> I want to do this on air, all right? <laughs> Please. L.A. Knight. Oh, a Knight's Tale comes up for L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight. <laughs> WWE. All right. <clears throat> Here we are. L.A. Knight 303. Story of L.A. Knight's meteoric rise 1.2. L.A. Knight cuts off Roman Reigns 8, 81.8. Uh, L.A. Knight says the Money in the Bank contract has his name on it 1.2. This is eight months ago, far after they uh they left, right? Uh, L.A. Knight gets touching tribute to Bray Wyatt, 1.1. John Cena and L.A. Knight turn the tables on Roman Reigns, 1.4. I mean, should I I continue? (laughs) There are several. (laughs) One million and over one million. Can I tell you the reason why that L.A. Knight and Hit Row 1 got as much as it did? Um, What? So this was the show at Madison Square Garden that I went to. Uh Uh-huh. LA Knight was not on TV. So this was the only place <laughs> where you this could see LA Knight was on this exclusive clip <laughs> from Madison Square Garden. So it's not like it was a TV thing or anything. It was just like, for first of all, 60% of people in MSG missed it. Because them yeah. niggas came out 7.15. Show usually right. starts 7.30, but they got started early. Uh-huh. Like 60% of niggas missed it including people in our own Discord who showed up, like, on time, but, like, they went on early. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the only place you could see it. I'm not attributing this to Hit Row. He's bugging. Um, was trying to work a match with Cole at SummerSlam. Pat McAfee would have been involved. He said Michael Cole loved the idea, but he had to pitch it to Bruce Pritchard. He had to pitch it when Bruce Pritchard wasn't around. 
So is he saying Bruce Pritchard is his ops? Let's be clear. Hey, shout out Bruce. I got my right fist up. (laughs) I'm going to wrestle with. (laughs) Shout out Bruce, bro. That's rumor in the innuendo. You feel me? (laughs) Listen, I don't give a fuck, nigga. (laughs) At the end of the day, I don't care, nigga. Um, Who cares? So you got ops. So what? I got ops too. Listen, we all got ops at this point. Um, day after he got released, Hunter told him the door wasn't closed. I'm sure he tells that to everybody. Um, <laughs> Listen, AJ the door Styles, is closed. <laughs> AJ Styles played Madden on an Xbox 360 and asked him about real life players. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> Listen, I hate this nigga. Can this be the last time we ever talk about him? This is true, but we gotta... Hold on. He says, Bobby Lashley was meant to join Hit Row. And I'm like, in what universe? Well, he, he ever want to fuck niggas. He said, basically, the, the Street Profits' current position. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's end there. Listen. Let's get into something. Well, here are two things I want to talk about this week and it comes from these two shows that we watched before we head into predictions because mm. it's a very glaring to me it's a glaring issue on both shows for very big uh very big moments of the show but what i want to talk about is authenticity authenticity played a major role in me giving various segments, uh, two major segments on both AEW and WWE thumbs down this week mm. because I just didn't believe it. I give everything uh thumbs down on AEW programming. They got some shit going on over there, but not the shit that matters, no. <laughs> everything that matters is terrible. Um, and tell you a single storyline going on on that shit. The Young Bucks are the official EVPs, and that is their gimmick. We've tap-danced about this over the last week. And I'll say this. One, I haven't seen the segment, but I heard enough about the segment to make me realize why it didn't work well. And for Mm -hmm. some reason, they had this segment with Darby Allin. Darby Allin is not a marksman of the mic in any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) Right. I've legitimately heard him talk only in pre-tapes, Stuff like that. Not to say that he can't talk, but he's not known for his talking. He's just is. He's known for what Sting used to do like 20 years ago. Show up, look gloomy, throw his body into something, and call it a day. Apparently, they had like this work shoot promo this week on the show. Ugh, I hate even the name of it, but yeah. Where Darby Allen is running down the EVPs, the Young Bucks, it said something along those lines of like, this is a company where it's like all the friends only just, it, it's it's really only people who are benefiting or like the California friends. He says he wasn't on AEW's first do- show, but Brandon Cutler was. Um, he says, thankfully, the there is only one EVP who had the smarts to sign me. Which prompted a Cody chant on no, AEW. No, he, he said, "Not you guys and not Kenny." That's what that's what prompted that part. That's crazy that Cody Rhodes is over in AEW for the first time. 
That's um, just terrible. Just terrible. I, I think when you don't get, I mean, even Meltzer was mad about this. You heard that? You heard heard. That, uh, he, he was upset about it. Like what? He was like, what is wrong with y'all? <laughs> like, What's going on with y'all? He, I think that they are so, they're coasting so much on the same people they go to their shows and do stuff that they honestly think there is nothing wrong and at, at that point it's like what is scolding them going to do like they don't listen to anything this is this whole story again i've i've talked about this at you know multiple times because i feel like the storyline is going in such a bad 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 direction for the company and it's reminding me of and not that i saw it but maybe you'll have a better judgment of this it reminds me of the latter days of wcw and kind of like how they did their in-ring product mm-hmm. where they would borrow like from real life things but it would never really become a story that centers around either the company or centers truly around like the opponents themselves overcoming it it's really just like a story of like people getting themselves over and making themselves laugh during this insane gimmick that only online internet newsletter readers are going to buy. But who, There's, but like, the, but they're, they're actively like going against people that want to see this company do well. Right. Like these are these, like they're going against people that want to see this company do well. You know what I mean? Like there, there's nobody that wants to see them going through what they're going through right now. And I'm sorry to say the, Okada's not going to help this. Sasha's isn't going to help this because this type of shit's going to get. It might even get worse <laughs> with I those mean, people. It's, it's, yeah, <laughs> like like no lie, it might get worse. And I I think that like when you do stuff like this, and let's just be clear, like the the Buck stuff is just stupid as fuck. Just just yeah. hands down, hands down. I don't care if they talked about them beating up Sting's son the week before and didn't do it the week after. None of that. Nut the Bucks are not cool. They're not cool niggas, bro. Like they they are not cool. They've never been cool and they're trying to be they're they're trying way too hard to be cool, bro. Like they're just not cool guys. They're not the draws that they're <laughs> I guess they're supposed to be lauded as um and it's it's is more it's clear and clear every week. And I'm not sure if people are actually seeing. People are saying that, "Oh my god, I love this gimmick. This gimmick is genius." I was the first one. I remember specifically the week this happened. And they call themselves out as EVPs. I was like, this is the laziest gimmick that I've ever seen in my life. And it's going to help no one. Because you look at kind of like, and, and it's weird because there, I mean, there's some players in AEW who could see this coming. But let's take a look at like, not necessarily authority figures. Well, I guess authority figures, I guess they are authority figures, but they don't really, like they find people, which is another like, ha, cute joke. We're finding people. Um, but you look at like what the motivation for the authority was and what the motivation for Young Bucks were, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of like, what is Young Bucks doing? They're making sure that AEW gets the, you know, they're trying to like exhaust it of all the things that aren't making it good or something along those lines. But authority, their purpose, their story, their end game um, ended up being like, and what they lived and they end up officially like dying by is to get over talent by the gross misuse of their power. And you saw Brian Danielson 
you know, reap the benefits of that. CM Punk was on his way before he decided to leave. Um, Roman, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roman Reigns, <laughs> Roman Reigns, a lot of other people. Like this is like what those kind of things are for. And you can kind of clearly see like the difference in how it's etched with the Young Bucks. Well, and I think like, a lot of it is also the Bucks trying to take their narrative back. Like they're trying to they're trying to take the narrative back and be but like, it's oh, too late. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I'm just I. Oh, I know. But I'm just saying this is what it's. <laughs> It seems like to me is that they're trying to take it back. They've had some huge losses. I, I think that no one really wants to talk about it because they keep bringing in all these people. But when you think about it, right, just, just let's just get it down to brass tacks. Under their stewardship, under their leadership, they have lost another leader in Cody. They have lost CM Punk. They have lost Jay Cargill. Um, they, they, have, they have lost all of these people. And I'm sorry, Okada's not going to make up for that. <laughs> Monet is not going to make up for that. Um, all these people are not going to make up for those losses. You know what I'm saying? Like th- these are these are huge, like life altering, company altering losses. Okada in America is not a company altering loss. You know what I'm saying? Like like or or, or com- a company altering thing because you know what? Look at Takeshita. You feel me? Like look at what they've done with with that foreign talent. Like most of the foreign talent in the company don't don't they just get jobbed out anyway? I mean, to be honest, you can look at Kenny Omega as the greatest. Like, Kenny Omega had a thriving New Japan pro wrestling career. And really, his first time working full-time in the States is AEW. And while he was world champion, the company has not had success because of Kenny Omega by any stretch of imagination. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't see the same thing for Okada because I feel like there's a lot. You got to not only just communicate, but you got to have a plan, a full plan. Plan. and you got to have the structure and you got to have the creative mind to figure out how to make this work and you're looking at this every week and you're like how the 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 young bucks gimmick doesn't really work without cm punk to be real with you right like how is this you assume this role because of this one situation that happened but you can't even remit remediate that situation and then in the in the span of time don't get me wrong there was a full year between brawl out and cm punk leaving and they could have very well did it if they wanted to play evp they literally waited until he left to do this gimmick this don't hit with sting without punk this don't hit with sting and darby it hits with sting with punk because then or, it even, becomes- or if there was an option for a cody i think this would hit with cody so you can kind of like illustrate the power struggle between both of them yeah or i mean it could it would go both ways it would be it, you could have cody as a heel with the bucks doing it or you could have cody as a baby face saying i'm the good evp there's so many ways you could have gone with this that just doesn't hit like that but i think that you know it, it's it's pointless to even talk about at this point because they are they're stupid <laughs> they are <laughs> they're idiots whack. yeah they're whack yeah, like um, there's just there's nothing there's no way that you can get past this without seeing this not only as a big missed opportunity with stars that they could have had that were built already in the company, but also just that these guys can't pull it off. Like the suits, like the the blood on the suits. I'm just like that's just the week after just terrible. It just looks like doo doo on their shoes on their suits, bro. Like it doesn't look cool at all. No, like I, not at all. I I've been saying like this is taking up way too much time and meals as you're seeing. It's starting to take up time from like the champion. Like, like you, you think about how big, how much of a big deal that title was when MJF held it to how much time it gets on the show when, when like Samoa Joe holds it. It's very, very, it's getting smaller and smaller week by week. Am I wrong? 
No, you're not wrong at all. I think, to be honest with you, this could have been a situation. I don't know how Sting wants to. I guess Sting can't do singles matches anymore, but I feel like Sting versus Joe would have probably been the better main event. Um, considering you have someone who he's worked with in the past, like Samoa Joe, and someone who can take care of him in the ring, like Samoa Joe. I don't get the 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 thing with the Bucks, and then also put the adding the tag team championships to it. I feel like you could have really excluded the tag team championships and just in general. Um, but again, this company, they're so like creatively bankrupt, but again, people are like cheering for this and I'm just like, you guys got to do better. You guys got to open your eyes and do better, but they're not the only, um, this wasn't the only thing this week (laughs) featuring Mm. top executives who kind of like seemingly missed the mark on whatever they were trying to accomplish. Smackdown very much so lauded. The Return of the Rock. It was a good show. It was a good show, too. It was a good show. Good show. Um, The Return of the Rock in the main event. um, Roman Reigns comes out. He does his thing. He talks his talk. It's amazing. Can I commend him for recognizing that he and and Rock were getting too many cheers? Like you get, Mm. you you know, sometimes you can tell when when there's a something has changed. Yeah. Um, after they acknowledged me, he was getting a lot of cheers. And I think that he took that moment to say, no, let me get them to boo me because it's not going to hit if Rock comes out and they're cheering him. So um, I, I really appreciated that part that Roman did. So Roman gets the crowd rightfully riled up to an extent. And finally, The Rock shows up on SmackDown. And I, I squinted, wanna... I squinted <laughs> and I said... Did they get this nigga off Timu? I, I, I said, who the fuck is this? And I he said, he show, he, he, go ahead. He reminded me of uh he reminds me of one of those like uh like real old Mexican gangsters that's still they're still banging. <laughs> he showed up cosplaying himself mm. from 1999. And that is the part that never sat right with me. This entire thing. Yes, the 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 you know quote unquote five hundred dollars shirt, <laughs> which I'm looking at. I mean, could it have cost five hundred dollars in nineteen ninety nine? Probably, right? Mm-hmm. More than likely, right? Yeah. Um, five hundred dollars a big deal in nineteen ninety nine. Um, not anymore. But the fact that the sleeves were cut <laughs> off, all this like him seeing him kind of cosplay this version of the rock to me was like all right <laughs> i don't think he has any ideas or knows what he was doing at all and if there's an, again clear that this wasn't the plan at all <laughs> well he to me and before we even get to the words behind the whole thing yeah he did not seem comfortable in this role no. And I think I think I'm very clear in saying he did not look comfortable. He did not seem comfortable. He did not not saying he didn't like he just seemed like he didn't want to do it, but like it seemed like he was not comfortable because if you look at his movie history, he hasn't played a bad guy since Fast Five when he first showed up. And then he ended up being a good guy at the end. Like he hasn't <laughs> actually played a heel on on like he he has to like dig deep. And, and here's the thing. We're saying this now. I thought he did a fantastic job at the press conference, Mills. Like I thought he did a great job at the press right. conference. That was it. That was a that was a really really good 
Um, like I, I expected him to do that. I was like, don't, you don't need Hollywood rock anymore or, or some, uh, Amalga, uh, you know, s- some version of that, of that, uh, of that character. We needed the serious, the serious version that we saw at the press event. Right. I would. Yeah. I mean, that's what I expected that we we're going towards. I was just expecting the big homie to come out. You know what I'm saying? Rock, Ultimately, like I- sunglasses don't even look right on him. Can we talk about that? They don't even look <laughs> correct on him no more. Like they, they look dumb. And I think that following up with Romans, like admittedly kind of a softball kind of throw to him. He looked, he ended up looking worse. He ended up looking real bad <laughs> coming after Roman. Calling people trailer park trash we haven't heard trailer park trash since 1999 i mean you look um, at the you look at america we're all trailer park trash <laughs> <laughs> all of us are trailer park trash in america right now so but it's just to me like i expected you gotta be able to stand in the moment and understand the moment and kind of like understand what this kind of needs what the story really needs and i don't think the story needed the rock it's this is this is like that one year at wrestlemania john cena showed up with the chain and and the throwback jersey and confronted Elias or something along those lines, like it's cute right. for like one, it's a one off. You know what I'm saying? Let's, it's a healthy reminder. It's a nudge to the, what happened in the past. But going back to this, and hopefully this isn't like a weekly thing, but it probably is going to end up being one. Um, going back and making this his character, he doesn't look cool next to Roman Reigns. No, he just looks bigger. Yeah, like, you don't look cool. He just looks like a big dude. I I think that it, like it firmly feels like two people doing completely separate things. Like, and can I be real? Like, The Rock is not needed in this whole thing, and I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for it to play out because obviously some things happened on Monday, but the Cody Roman thing didn't need more heat than it already has. You know what I'm saying? Like it, like Cody's already hot. The Rock ain't making him hotter. You know what I'm saying? Like Roman's not getting any hotter, and Roman honestly coming off of you know and it's inarguable to me uh probably one of his weakest years as champion and just as a performer of last year uh other than like the mania main event which obviously was like our our our, our you know matches match of the year but like it it's it just he, he he needs to be working a lot more and i think this kind of drags him down no like it just it just looks doesn't look good i think so I was looking at 2003 rock promos. Not that I'm comparing this to Hollywood rock, because I think this is more aligned of like early post-corporation, pre-corporation, during corporation, like kind of like version of the rock. Um, but I was looking at it, first of all, how youthful he is. It's insane. He was like 31 years old when that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but it came naturally. And it, it was the source of a lot of his promos came from his charisma. He got the point off none, nonetheless, but the source of it was like his charisma, his being able to like off the cuff do these things. His, I was watching his promos against Hogan. I was watching his promos that he did in Toronto. I was watching all those things. And like ultimately at the end of the day, his goal was that was to still entertain. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he tries to do this here, but it just doesn't hit the same because one, he looks like a giant fucking boulder. Like <laughs> it's the look of it, it's the voice of him, which is different now. It's a lot of different things. It's just not. It doesn't work in the moment because, to be honest, he's just being inserted into the moment, and it's not. 
he's trying to figure out how to maneuver in. He's trying to figure out how to like settle himself into this entire thing. Um, I mean, I think the biggest, the biggest point of him not getting it was like his entire explanation of whatever the fuck yes. happened. Yes. I'm like, you, like, are you even watching the, the product brother? Like, first of all, he gave the worst analogies that all time says, the San Francisco 49ers got the ass beat at the Super Bowl. And then, you know, they got the they didn't complain about it. They got up like a man and you no know, tried again. Meanwhile, the football season has not started back up yet. Um <laughs> then he gave the Utah Jazz because they were, I'm assuming because they were in Utah is why he brought this up. Like it came in his head. Got beat up by Michael Jordan. And you know what they did? They didn't just sit around and cry about it. They got back up. And built himself again. Michael Jordan beat the shit out of the Utah Jazz multiple times over the decade. Like, and it was back to back. It wasn't like it was the same as. I mean, the the largest glaring issue is that like Cody earned the shot. It's just like I think they need. I think they need to. They should probably script him. But I also understand how hard he it has must be. a personal be. scripter. <laughs> exactly how hard it must. Who who apparently doesn't watch the pro- But I feel like I feel like I feel like Gowers probably didn't write that promo. I feel like Rock went out there and, and winged it. And I think that because I mean, here's the thing: you see the you see the gears turning every week. They're doing something different every week, which is which is something I can appreciate. Right. But like ultimately, like it shouldn't take us till March for you to get it right, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's still he's still trying to figure out the cadence of the character and i'm like yeah, it's a little too late to be still figuring out the cadence of this character like you he should know it no, he had no intention on being healed he had full intention of calling roman reigns all types of farts and, <laughs> and queefs and all types of other things like he had no intention on playing the bad guy in this situation and roman reigns is just i think he's amused looking like the rock trying to like walk in these shoes for a very, very long time. I think Jimmy Uso was fucking amused <laughs> for sure. <laughs> um, but if I would say I would give the rock an E for effort, but if <laughs> I had to give a promo an actual grade, I would give it maybe like a C minus. Cause he completely missed the entire mark. <laughs> he had no clue what was going on out there. He had he, no fucking clue. He, he oh. got the people the people were on his, and don't get me wrong. I think people are going to always confuse that he gets these big reactions and big things. People are going to react to the rock. It just is what it is. Mm-hmm. Like they're not going to sit there on their hands when the rock comes out. That's what it's part of the rock's character and his presentation and all electrifying all this other stuff like that. They're not going to do that, but I'm sure people in the situation realize it's like, didn't this nigga win the Royal rumble? Yeah, but the, but then the the last part, which kind of like really showed Rock's age at this point. <laughs> <laughs> the promo ends, and he says, "Finally, the bloodline." Or he said, no, "I don't know if it's, it's, if, it's smell, if you smell what the bloodline's cooking." Yeah, if you smell what the bloodline is cooking, <laughs> that was whacked. And, <laughs> and, and then they go to put their fingers up. <laughs> And here comes the rock coming after me right now. Yeah, coming. There you go. And he does the most. You're just. It's just a finger, bro. He put the guns up. The Shout guns out over there. Shout out to Mark. He put the guns up. Oh my god! 
people are already like, I think Rock is turning on Roman Reigns. I'm like, don't think too deep into it. Yeah, don't think too deep into <laughs> it. Like I didn't know what he was doing at all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, the, the, what, what does the L mean? He's throwing up L's. <laughs> is he Lil Dirk affiliated? <laughs> Listen, he don't know what the fuck he's doing. I, I think he will get he will get his way. He'll get his way. He'll find his way. I think they're gonna do it as it is. But I think right now, I think it is very clear that they should not diverge from the plans. They should do what they do and, and get The Rock and Roman out of Cody's atmosphere because the people don't really want to see it. I, I honestly felt like like the people still don't even know how to react to it. it like they're, they're still cheering him. They're still saying his catchphrases. I'm like, maybe you should stop doing the catchphrases. Like just stop doing like he's like Mills. He's still trying to get himself over. And that's what was the that was what was annoying me. I'm like, why are you still trying to get over? Stop I feel saying like- he needs to further incorporate himself within the fabric of WWE. And a lar- a large part of what worked with his last hero run was stuff that he did with the hurricane stuff that he, I mean, ultimately they're entertainment segments, but like if the rock showed up and pressed Kevin Owens, I think people get the like, Oh, this nigga's not playing games. Yeah. Or, or let's be clear. Instead of doing your catchphrases, piggyback off Romans. Acknowledge us. Mm. But like, how hard is that? Acknowledge us. They will boo him. It's easy. Stop saying your catchphrases. That's like, a, like what, what, what? This is about Roman. It's not about you. <laughs> it's about the Rock. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about the before we get to the predictions. Let's talk about the weekly shows, kind of like very very quickly. Okay. Um, SmackDown, great show. I dug um, it. We got we got um, Kevin Owens defeated Dominic Mysterio in his Elimination Chamber qualifier. So, with the help of our truth, lots of shenanigans, lots of stuff going around, all this mm-hmm. other stuff like that. Um, we got an LA Knight and Drew McIntyre promo that I thought was very competitive. I was like, oh, wow. Call Something happened man. there. Call him an old timer, bro. I said, hold on, nah. <laughs> and then did you see Drew goes on Twitter and he yeah, pulls up the Wikipedia profile? <laughs> I said, listen, pussy nigga. Oh no, I said it. I said, listen, pussy nigga. <laughs> you know where you going when it's over, right? <laughs> <laughs> he says, Who's an old timer? Um AOP had a debut. They 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 squashed Big Body Javi and whoever his tag team partner was. Um Was it the uh, hey. the Native American dude? Bo Morris, no, 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 no. That he he does not belong on television. Um, <laughs> here's my thing with the uh, elimination chamber. Why the hell isn't Street Profits versus 4K happening in Australia? Well, you well here's the thing. Right? Why is Bobby in the chamber? <laughs> here's the thing. I think that but this is the this the folly of Bobby Lashley. He's got to be in these big moments. Y'all love the nigga. Y'all love him. Y'all love him, right? All right, but here here's the thing. I I appreciate the um the fact that there is a premium at least to Triple H and his writing team or writing staff that they do give TV matches and have them at a premium. That's why Gunther has TV matches. That's why you're seeing this like there are there there should be still things that make you want to tune in. And I know we're frustrated not seeing the, the Street Profits do much, but I think that there's still a lot that like making it a big deal when they do even though they really should be wrestling a lot more. So I, I feel both ways about it. I agree, but then also you give them things on television like last week, right? And then it goes like four seconds, 
So it's mm-hmm. like clearly they didn't have time for it with everything that's going on, and I completely understand that. But you have the opportunity to continue to advance this feud, even if it is going to Mania. You could simply do Profits versus AOP with both of them in the corners and see what we get from that. You know what I'm saying? We can build that in a very gradual way. I feel like these to make these two groups feel important, you got to put them on important stages. And I think the Elimination Chamber stage, albeit I'll talk about the card in itself, but I think it's an important stage and it's an important step. It's like, okay, we're doing things now. Like these are things that happened because if you go back, if we go back a year from now, we're not going to remember this feud because Mm -hmm. it didn't happen on a pay-per-view, nor did it build up to a pay-per-view. Well, we're not going to remember it because like the real stars, uh, you know what I'm saying? The final testament, you feel me? Like they should really be in a different spot right now. You know what I mean? Like 4K should be in the chamber as well. You know what I mean? If if Bobby Lashley is there, then 4K should be there. Like I feel like, you want to put your mid card acts in there. You want to put your upper mid card acts in there. I just feel like you know, it it needs to be. You need to like make them all feel important. If you're if you're only making Bobby feel important, then nobody else is important. You know what I mean? Like that's the frustrating part about it. It's like Bobby is not the most important part. And it's like I really hate. Like let me be clear. I fucking hate the fans who keep cheering this nigga because this is the reason why he's in the positions that he's in. <laughs> hey man, listen. It's hard. I, I like Bobby, but I, yes, they they have well. I don't want to say that. I feel like there is a Bobby problem in general that needs to be resolved by. Um, I think there needs to be a situation. I don't know what the situation is, to be honest with you, in terms of like if he doesn't want to do these certain things or he does want to do these certain things. I feel like he has a cachet to call his own shot. Um, but there's also like. You got to like fully buy into the position that you're at. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Bobby is fully bought into the position that he's at currently. Um, I still think he thinks that there's a run out there. And I think most people who feel good, look good, and want to compete good. I mean, you see Seamus every week on Twitter. <laughs> he's like, hey. Up, nigga. Get up. Stand up. <laughs> and I got no title here. Um, but yeah, it's a, it is what it is. Um, two women qualified for Elimination Chamber on SmackDown this week. You got Naomi versus Alba Fire. Um, Rich showcase for Naomi. Poor Alba Fire. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say poor Alba Fire. I, I oh, would I, say. I hope her I moment would, comes around. Is all I'm saying. It's it's gonna happen for her. I think with Alba, it's they got kind of put into a shitty situation with these tag belts and so many things happening that were above them at the time. And like, I don't think this company does very well introducing new women in general. Mm-hmm. Um, other than like. Well, I mean, other than like Tiffany, you know what I'm saying? I mean, <laughs> T- Tiffany's introduction wasn't all that great either. She slapped the shit out of me chin and ran away. <laughs> uh, me trash. But oh. Be clear. Oh my god. Um, be clear who we talking about here. It's me trash. Uh, Tiffany Strand versus Zelina. I I don't know what's going on with Tiffany in this match. <laughs> what, what's wrong with her? Tiffany you almost killed about? Zelina like three, t- two times. Like she was, she clearly, no, it's, I mean, it's, but here's the thing, right? First of all, it's not one match because she, this is her second match on SmackDown. Um, I didn't say it was the first match. I said it's one match. It's just one. I mean, it is. I mean, they're all one match. (laughs) It is what it is. I'm just saying. It was both sloppy. I'm, uh, 
I'll, I'll, I'll give it more to Tiffany in terms of like, cause she could have really hurt Zelina. Um, but I would say she probably needs to be more cognizant of like things that are going on um, in the ring and kind of like lock in a little bit more is all I'll say about that. Cause I felt like she was, I looked at, especially towards the finish of the match when she positions Zelina, I was like, she's not going to hit her. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, knees in the arm, knees in the ribs. That could have broken her arm. Um, so I was like, you know what? It is what it is. They had a backstage segment um, to set up Tiffany Strand versus Liv next week on SmackDown. Also, Jade Cargill in the segment as well. So Jade Cargill, kind of like an Easter egg on these shows. She has not signed yet the contract. Some um, people are big braining the the... And to to, finish, to wrap my thought to to put my thoughts on Tiffany in a ball, I think that she's a work in progress. I think we see that even on um, Raw this week. Um, there's a lot of things they're trying to like get through with her, and I I think that like she's ultimately she'll she's gonna get there. But again, it's like she's had to wrestle in very small arenas for a very long time, and and I think that like a, a lot of it is is being around those veterans and those vets, and you know she'll she'll get it. She'll 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 be fine. Um. Wait, what was the last? What was the next point? I'm sorry. Um, Jade Cargo. Jade Cargo. Yes, there's a lot of people that big braining this, talking about some. <clears throat> I saw Cage side seat say, uh, uh, Jade Cargill or something like that didn't show up on SmackDown or or some some shit like that. I'm like, bro, do y'all think that she's really gonna be on SmackDown? She left the contract in the room. Like, here's the thing. I think when because you, that she's not on Elimination Chamber, which was originally what it was rumored to be that she was gonna be on Elimination Chamber. That's my issue. It's rumor. And, they never said that she was going to be there. And nor would I have put her on elimination chamber. <laughs> yeah, like I, I just what? wouldn't have done it in general. Like, and I don't think it's an idea that, to be honest with you, kind of like hashtag knowing age. Um, I don't think he would be like, oh, the first match for this girl that we're trying to teach how to wrestle properly um, is going to be an elimination chamber with five other women. Like that yeah. just doesn't make sense. <laughs> like what? Like, like, what, what? Why are people? Why are people big braining this so much about her debut? I was like, listen, I know everybody's really excited about her debuting. Like, they really want to see her debut. I get that. I really do get it. It's going to happen, bro. Just let it happen. Let it happen. Like, it's it's not happening yet because it's they're they're planning a they're planning a, a bigger situation for her. So, um, it's already better than the AEW run, to be honest with you. <laughs> so. Like a big deal. Like I, I don't see what the, I don't see what the, I don't see what the complaints are about. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't see what all the, all the big deal is about. You know, I, I, I think she's be fine. She's gonna be okay. She looked great. I think that, like, again, I like the story of like, she don't necessarily like the, the women on that brand because they look at them. She well, want to go to a brand where it could be all about her. She don't like the offer that she was given. She was like, yeah, niggas like, like him could accept <laughs> this little contract, <laughs> this ringy dink shit. <laughs> That Bron, yeah, you was wrestling in the goddamn bar compared to, <laughs> compared to, compared to what I was doing. Nigga. She was like, I don't know about this contract at all. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Fair. Um, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. You know I get what I'm it. Um, but Braun Breaker signed to SmackDown, so he will be debuting next week on SmackDown. Um, this week. Oh, yes, this week on SmackDown. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know what? Official. Uh, he official is. He is really one of the rare cases of a talent we literally saw on day one. He had only had what five to seven matches when we before, first saw him on, 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 on 2.0. Yeah. 
Right. And he, I, I had a, had a, a and, I, and I know probably Cyrus and Quan did too, like have a sense of like, damn, we saw him from the, from the beginning, from the grind when people were like really unsure about God, the guy, you know what I'm saying? Like we, we really saw him, uh, make his way. And I, I think that it was a really cool moment for him. And, and I'm super proud of the guy. I think, I think, I think he's a, he's a great wrestler. And I think he's only learned from you know last year we were just talking about it last year around april may last year there was a reason they they didn't get called up and it was because he wasn't ready yet now from six months of him doing nothing on that show (laughs) i definitely feel like he's ready now (laughs) i think i think and maybe you know kind of like what you're saying with the tiffany thing i think also for him it'll take time (laughs) um I'm not saying that we haven't seen anything in the ring yet, but I think this is our first time really seeing, for those who have not wrestled before WWE, because um, I'm not going to count Carmelo, because Carmelo's been wrestling for years. Um, what that call-up, what that 2.0 really, how it really looks, right? Um, when you take a wrestler that's from you got from nothing and now preparing them for the main roster... Um, in the 2.0 era of WWE, different than the original PC kind of era. So I think we'll see how this kind of all goes and shakes out. I feel like, again, he'll take some more time. Um, I don't expect to see him like plunge into the U.S. title scene or any other scene very, very quickly. I expect him to take – he might even be in a tag team. Who knows? But nah, He's definitely squashing niggas. I'll say we'll see. But he's definitely squashing niggas this week on SmackDown, yes. Um <laughs> Uh, let's see what else happened on SmackDown. Miz versus Logan Paul. Logan Paul wins. Um, more Dakota Kai and Bailey stuff. Um, let's go to Raw. Yeah, yeah Raw. Eh, prediction is not that long. <laughs> um, Raw. We had Cody Rhodes versus Drew McIntyre kick off the show. What a match! I'm I be getting scared because I'm like it's so close to mania, bro. You gotta put put that nigga Cody. I'm serious. Put that nigga Cody in the in the hyperbolic time chamber. That nigga don't need to do. He don't got to prove no more than what he proved in this match. But really good match. What a fucking win for Drew. He must have resigned. <laughs> he said it. I said oh, I, I, he I bet we hear it in the thing. I bet we hear it in the report this week. <laughs> yeah. He definitely resigned. Cody hasn't lost in since like last May, June. Yeah. Since, since the Brock match. Um, I couldn't have thought of a better person to give that rub to. It made sense. Um, the callback was great. They are they're layering, you know. I like I said, the Cody parts of this Roman feud are hitting more than the actual like, Roman part of this feud. Like it's almost like they're not doing anything compared right. to what Cody's doing. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? No, I mean, I feel exactly the same way. I feel, but I also, it's a, it's twofold. It's telling the story. It's managing to merge that story between Cody Rhodes and Drew McIntyre. And this is things that are only happening in the age era, um, exclusive to the age era, is that you can have these two stories going on. They can intersect, even if they're, Drew isn't the goal for Cody, but you can say that these two characters are strong enough where something is going to happen um, because of just, He's a, they're strong characters on the show. Um, yeah. So both of them doing the thing, it's awesome. Like, it yeah. really, really is. 
and again, it weaves in. They, they even, they, uh, and I love the continuity. It's, it's Michael Cole and Pat questioning why he would even allow the bloodline to do that. Like, if you hate them so much, why are you not, why are you not riding right now? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are like right. legitimate questions. And I love Drew saying, I do this for the, I do this for the fans. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I really, I really fuck, fuck with the way that they did that. The loss made sense. It doesn't hurt Cody at all because it's the same, again, it's the same way he lost last year. Mm-hmm. But also, showing that the bloodline is going to be you can't do you can't go it alone anymore and that makes me a little bit less concerned about the Seth stuff because okay. it makes I'm a lot glad. of worse. I'm glad do you think, I, I wasn't concerned at all do you think we're getting honestly I feel as though we're going to get that tag match on TV at this point no it's happening at mania bro you feel you feel like tag match happening at mania night 1 I'm absolutely I'm like almost 100% sure it's happening at mania how does that work for Seth, who would realistically have to also wrestle twice? <laughs> He's wrestling twice too. <laughs> That's just really what it is. I think I they're both going to wrestle twice. Um, it's a it's a bad situation for the card, but also, I mean, the thing is, I don't know about rumors, right? Um, I've heard things that they sponsors want the Rock on the card for WrestleMania, um, and it was actually like. Because of the whole thing, like they want sponsors on the card. I mean, they want The Rock on the card. Like they, so I feel like The Rock is going to be on this card for WrestleMania. And the only way it makes sense is through this tag team match that they're currently setting up. I think they're doing a twofold thing where they're establishing the relationship between Rock and Roman as they did on SmackDown. And then when it comes to Elimination Chamber, we're going to establish the relationship between Cody and, uh, Cody and Seth. And to be honest with you, we might get a run-in from Solo or Jimmy or something along those lines. I feel like we'll get in a run-in there, too. Um, and, oh, and maybe like, the idea is because Rock said he wants to make sure Cody leaves a loser. And so the idea is that like he softens them up on night one. Night two, Cody comes in, taped up ribs, right. all of that. And, right. Yeah. I think that could be the closing of WrestleMania, the first night of WrestleMania, to kind of like build that Cody moment right there. But like, will Cody make it? Will he, he he seems injured? Will he be the, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm interested to see what happens at Elimination Chamber with Cody and Seth, but it's a, I expect them to be like, I don't know if they're going to throw out the challenge, but mm. I expect it imminent in, week, in the next couple days. At least sometime in the next week, that that match, that challenge is going to happen. Yeah, um, uh, we also had a big Donny Brook between the women. Uh, I thought it was a, it was a solid segment. Uh, the, it, I was I was going to say before that Raquel Rodriguez returned. Yes, I popped for that. I thought it was I thought it, it was a really I thought it was, it was feel, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a real feel good moment for her to come back, knowing what she had been through. Um, just a, just a terrible thing with her skin and all that stuff. Like, just to have the the courage to go back out there, and it was it was really cool to see. Um, fully thought, who did I expect was going to win this match? I think I was expecting like Zelina or something. <laughs> what? I think when when Raquel went out there, I was like, oh, she's winning. No, I mean yes, of course, but literally two minutes before the match, I saw it was no longer a five way match. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a battle royal? When the fuck did this happen? They were promoting it as, like, last chance. Everyone who lost is getting back in. And then they added, like, 10 other women, um, including Raquel. So once Raquel came out, I was like, oh, Raquel's probably winning this one. And you know what? The chamber is better for it. Tiffy got a lot of work ahead of her, but we'll get to that in the predictions. 
Um, but yes, the the Donnie Brook between the women. Who do you think came off the best in that uh, in that situation? Uh, uh, we take it, uh, Becky not included because that's just too easy. Um, I thought Tiffany was going to the mic. Okay, right. I thought it was going to the mic. She, she's got something with the "is Tiffy time" thing. I think it's it's a it's a catchphrase that like really gets under people's skin. Um, and I thought Bianca came out on some with some fire that I haven't heard, I haven't really heard from Bianca in a long time, right? I I agree. I would also say something's different with Liv. Yeah, something's up with Liv, eh? <laughs> Liv. <laughs> She does seems not a bit smile perturbed. anymore. She doesn't smile. Yeah. She seems a bit perturbed. I wonder why. <laughs> so yeah, interesting there. Um, there was a lot of SmackDown talent on this show tonight. <laughs> they're, all, mean, all, they're all traveling. They're all traveling. So all I, hands I on deck. Fuck it. Yeah. Mania. Other people showed up after the show too. <laughs> it was like since we here. Um, Nia Jax shows up and beats up everybody. Good showing for Nia Jax. Not that she needed it, but I feel like it was definitely like, all right, let's build a thread of this. Um, that no she's matter been, who... Go ahead. She's been going dummy since she came back. I ain't going to lie. Can't lie to you. That's very, very cool. Um, great eight-man tag match between Judgment Day and Awesome Truth and DIY. Um, great match between Chad Gable and Ivar. There was a UFC star on Raw for whatever reason. <laughs> He was going crazy on Connor. I thought that I thought that segment was fire. I was I like, this shit lit. hard. Yeah, I thought it was lit. I don't know why they had the WrestleMania sign in the background, but <laughs> hey, maybe but it's a yes, They're teasing, they're teasing that there might be some like that there you might be mm-hmm, some integration there. Hmm. Okay. There might be some integration there. It makes a lot of sense. Uh I, I think that like ultimately. What what you want to do is make these companies look and feel like big deal, like like big big money, big you know, big everything. You feel me? So, um, I, I thought it, it it worked out really well. Do you nope. send Brock back? Do you send Brock back to UFC to get the heat off of him? <laughs> nah, I think you. I, I think you. Uh, I think when he gets back, you you really have that moment where Brock comes in and he he maybe does commentary or you're like there's so many avenues you could go if brock gets cleared of this whole thing that he's in right now that, that you could go with this whole thing and um i think i think it would all work I, I wouldn't be mad at any of it honestly i think i think he'll be i think you're more likely to see brock's first appearance at ufc before wwe yeah i think so i think if they want to soft integrate him back into the thing you make it an exciting thing um if they choose to go that route um and then the main event of Raw was Gunther versus Jay Uso for the Intercontinental Championship. Highly great match. Highly anticipated. Highly um, just a great main event. And, you know, they aren't going to Perth. So it's great <laughs> to have that show. Listen, Anaheim got a great show. You should have went. <laughs> no, it's, it's raining too crazy out here, bro. Okay. It's raining right. way too crazy. Yeah. Right. It was sold out. You saw when they did the little crowd shot? That's like, look, at our, look at our old arena. <laughs> they are working, bro. Listen, they made it look full, or it was full. They made it look cool. They're trying a lot of different cool stuff. And like I gotta say, I've been seeing less of the zoom, like the the every time they punch the camera change stuff too. Like they've been they've been staying on shots. It's like the little things they're doing right now that that I really appreciate. Even the the two K integration has been really dope. Also, 
Absolutely. With the with the little overall scores, that's been amazing. Um, yeah. Did we call it or did we call it? What the Jimmy thing? Yeah, we called it. Yeah, we absolutely called it. It was yeah. going to be, and you hadn't even realized that Jey Uso has been costing this man every title shot that he's had <laughs> since like last August. Yeah. Um, but he also cost him this one. And it looks like we're setting up for a big mania, uh, big mania match. So this is what, last year, one year ago, they said they wanted to do this, and like, and I think I said it a couple months ago, like, what better way to really thank Jimmy and Jay for their their work and their effort and all the things that they did over the pandemic and stuff like that, than giving them what they've they've been asking for? I think that's top guy shit, honestly. I agree. Um, and then post Raw, CM Punk showed up. And I learned that Cody and I have the same sneakers, which makes me kind of question my own choices now. Um, Why? <laughs> I was like, wow, I can't believe we got the same sneakers. Um, how do you feel about CM Punk just showing up to things? It seems like he really likes to be around. I think he they want him around. <laughs> <laughs> I think they want him around, right? Like, I feel I as though in AEW, they did not want him around. And they oh, they wanted him. He wanted to be around, and he was around way more than he should have been in AEW. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they didn't have the. I mean, but I also feel like they they largely rebuffed any offers that he had of being just like the big homie, right? Absolutely. So, um, I I think that you know if he wants to be around, let him be around. I think it's cool. It's a good moment for the fans. He seems to really again. He seems to really want to be there and help people. And if he wants to do that and not be a negative influence, then fucking why not? You know? Absolutely. Love it. Love it. Let's go to Elimination Chamber predictions. Yes. Uh, I will be watching this probably. I'm probably going to stay. Watching. We're not watching this live. Neither of us are watching no, this. No, 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 no. I'm going to watch it probably like 11, 12, uh, 11 or 12 um, uh, my time. Uh, when I fully wake up. Or I might wake up, watch it early. I don't know. I, th- I think Mark's supposed to come over, so we might watch it together. But um it's, it's from Perth, Australia. Again, the, the globalness of WWE. There's a lot of things planned. Uh, I want to start not with the match, but with the segment, the, the Grayson Waller effect with Cody and Seth. Um, what are we thinking here? What, what, what do we think is going to happen here? I think they're going to shit on the Rock and Roman. It's kind of going to be like the retort. You know what I'm saying? The official retort. Mm-hmm. Um, and which will prompt Rock and Roman Someone's going to attack Seth. Not on this show, but it's mm-hmm. going to prompt the attack next week, Monday on Raw. And we're going to head towards a tag team title match. I mean, a, not a tag team title match, the tag team match. Um, but then also, I mean, by the time this is over, we'll also know Seth's opponent for his world championship as well. But I really think we're heading towards the, we're really building that tag team match. And this is part of it. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, I think you get this. You get the. You get the handshake. I think you get the mega powers. This is feeling mega powersy, right? To me, like it feels like mega powers. Uh, Seth and Seth and Cody. Seth and Cody um, and matching gear. Come on, man. Yeah, yeah. That I mean, the, Triple H popped off that press conference by talking about that tag match that popped off uh, that that first Mania, and I think you got to do that with their new with their new generation of, of stars and. Um, that would make the most sense to me, honestly. Oh, there's going to be a press conference for this too. I think the day before, though. Yep, day before on a Thursday. I think Thursday, so, eight p.m. your time. I think eleven p.m. my time. Yep, I think. Uh, 
to the matches. Uh, we got the Judgment Day versus the New Catch Republic of Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. Uh, <laughs> what? No, I didn't like their name. Um, you don't like anything. I, mean, I didn't like the name. <laughs> I this like them. Gonna, this is going to be a hotly contested match. I still think it's DIYs to to win. Um, ultimately, this because is NXT. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Like they're they're defending the title just like them too. This is feeling very undisputed era ish in terms of just them winning all the time. Um, I think it's going to be a hotly contested match. I don't see Judgment Day losing. I'm I'm still wondering, Mills. They've completely dropped the breakup storyline, which I'm okay with. I don't mind. You know, if they, if that if there's no more to that. But the truth things going, Rhea things going. Wh- when is Damian? When does it make sense for him to cash in? I'm still thinking what Raw after Mania, but I still feel like they might try and do a moment at Mania where he catches under them after the tag match. It's going to be on a Raw. I feel like it's going to be on a Raw, but I don't know. They haven't really set it up yet. He said, though, that, which was a great thing, he says he's unable to currently cash in because Seth is not officially medically cleared. So he cannot cash in on a champion that's not medically cleared. And the so, reason why he doesn't cash in on Roman is because Roman is never around. <laughs> and nor is he ever in peril or anything because he has that big giant fucking bloodline around him. So he's really in a conundrum. Um, well, he's going to have to figure out a way. I expect Drew to be a part of it. And I expect uh, Seth to to be the victim of it. But, um, yeah, I mean, this match, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, I would I, like to see more interesting things going on. <laughs> yeah, I got them winning this. I, wanted, I would love to see their direction for, for uh, Mania. It's looking like they're going to hold the titles all the way up to Mania. So, um, there it is. But uh, next match. Oh, we, I, th- I think we both think Judgment Day is going to win. But next match uh, on here, Rhea Ripley versus Nia Jax, the singles match for the Women's World Championship. They've been building this for quite some time now. I think this is probably the like the most story of any match on this card. It'll probably, probably. close the show. Uh, I'm almost sure it's closing the show. Uh, it's Rhea. <laughs> I don't know. I could. I mean, I'm not, not denying that, but it, I, I think that Ultimately, you want to finish strong, I guess. So that would yeah, finish it. You're not finishing strong with the other two cha- chambers because the two other chambers have been, you know, what? we'll get to it when we get to it. I think, again, they've been doing a great job. They've kept Rhea Ripley away from Judgment Day over the last number of weeks because they want to kind of like promote her as this big face leading into this. Mm-hmm. Um, Nijax, you know, I still think. There could be more effort in uh thinking, but I think she's starting to get it a lot more than she did in her previous run. More effort um, in what? I think there still could be more effort in improving, but I think she ultimately gets it from a character standpoint. Like she gets okay. what she is. Yeah. Um and she gets what role that she's playing, and she knows the role that she's playing. And I look forward to seeing this match because I think one rear Ripley needs this match. Her reign, I can't. I she, last time she defended the title was against Ivy Nile. <laughs> yeah, on Raw. Mm. And I, I couldn't tell you when she defended it before that. I, maybe Survivor Series against uh, Zoe Stark. It was Maxine before that. 
No, I wasn't. She didn't defend against Maxine. Well, she had a match against Maxine. Right, right, right. But I think her title run needs this because this is like really her first major competitor since Charlotte. Yep. So uh, I got real winning this main event. I don't know unless they go in twenty. They might go twenty, bro. I could see this uh, happening in the middle of the show. I honestly think the men will close. Hmm. I think the women will probably open in the mental clothes. Or you can end with the women. This this match this card needs one more fucking match. I get the Cody and Waller thing, I get that, but it needs one more match. What would it be? Besides I am not I'm not opposed. I mean the elimination chamber alone is like a 40 minute match. Like the like the rumble is. Yeah. So you got that right there. You got two of them. So I like what what would it be if 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 not those those two matches. I mean, you can't do Gunther apparently, but I feel like I don't know. It just needs another match. I feel like it's just something else to. Also, I feel like you have this great opportunity. You're going to Australia. You haven't been in years. You haven't really been. You've been there maybe once in the last like twenty years. Like invite more people. <laughs> like I know we're match quality now over everything, and not every card needs the top guys. But I feel like for a stadium show like this to only have four matches. Eh. I would I will not complain the two hours and fifty minutes. I won't complain. I mean they gonna one thing H gonna do is extend this fucking match. <laughs> extend this card for real. Um but yeah, I'll say that. Um Next up, elimination chamber, yeah. I go to the men. Um, Drew McIntyre versus Randy Orton versus Bobby Lashley versus LA Knight versus Kevin Owens versus Logan Paul elimination chamber match for a shot at, at uh, Seth Rollins's uh, World Heavyweight Championship at Mania. Um, I think this is the match that builds a couple of storylines, but only I could only see one real person winning this match. Right? Like, there's yeah. only like one Raw. <laughs> That's what guy. I was going to ask you. I was like, realistically, what do you think? We know who's going to win this match. So realistically, what do you think is coming out of this match? The storylines. I think that I could see a path to Logan versus LA. Mm-hmm. I could see Orton versus KO. That's never happened at Mania before. Um, I think they, they should probably get away from Ro- Logan and Kevin unless they're going to do it again. Or you do LA versus randy at mania um which is which would be fine as well i think you got to give you got to give la his, his reps if you're gonna have him be on that on that that pedestal but drew is kind of odd man out because like he just beat cody um none of these guys have beaten cody before <laughs> not to mention he's the only raw guy in this match <laughs> yeah he's the only raw guy in the match i i looked at this the other day and i was like i wonder who made the writing for this but then again also it also makes sense because the SmackDown mid card is very much like up in the air. There's no real storyline. So like Bobby, you could take him out. It's all about trying to figure out what Logan, Randy, and LA are going to do. And I think that this match kind of gets you there. I feel like we could have swapped out a couple of these guys. Um, Kevin Owens, I wouldn't put in here. Bobby, I wouldn't put in here. Um, it's the folly of Bobby Lashley, bro. You got to yeah. have him in these. He always has to be in these fucking big moments he don't belong in. I would put Dominic in this match. I know they originally like scheduled Dominic and Brock, and they said that originally something there was supposed to happen in this card. Um, 
But I would have put Dominic in this match just for like continue the elevation of Dominic because he's just kind of like getting our truth right now. Um, but one one thing, uh, one thing I wanted to ask off off topic, we didn't bring it up earlier. Who do you think Sammy's? Who do you think is going to be Sammy's rainy opponent? Shit. God, it might be Gunther at this point. Mm. Gunther doesn't have anything going on. Sammy's in the quest for a championship. I think he's in the quest for... I think beating Gunther's streak could revive him in a way. Not to say that I think he will do it. Um, yeah. But I think maybe that's what he strives for. Um. But realistically, I can't see any other path for him. I just feel like Gunther. I just feel like Gunther. Like, is not what I want to see Sammy doing. Make right? it a ladder match. I don't know. Shit. It's just not what I want to see him doing. But who knows? It's, I'm just. It's a, the thing with H booking is, it's a lot of stop and wait, right? <laughs> yeah. Like it's like we want to do this thing with someone. But we're doing this thing with someone else. <laughs> and so hold off for now. <laughs> and when we finish doing this thing with something else, then we'll get back to you. And I'm sure that was told to Bobby in 2020. <laughs> and, <laughs> and 1,200 days later, he's just like, so we just, I guess, right? Um, oh, no. Oh, no. It's, it's a... It's a we're clearly, I think he wants to tell the story of Sami Zayn going for that championship, that world championship. Um, but the world championship clearly has other plans right now. And to be honest with you, even if um, it wasn't Seth versus Drew, it would have been Seth versus Punk. So he wouldn't have been in it. It probably would have been Sami versus Drew. Um, mm-hmm. I, mean, I did, but also, like- but also he might he might try to sneak his way into uh, elimination chamber. He's tying it desperate. back, tying it back to um, Elimination Chamber. I, I I did appreciate that he said he's going to leave Drew alone because at the end of the day, you have that lingering loss for Sammy there, and if he wins the title from Seth, realistically or whatever happens, you could go back to that later with the title, and that could be a hook. Is that you never beat me? Like I've all, I whooped your ass earlier this year, so. Um, I got Drew McIntyre winning this men's elimination chamber and I have a bunch of stories coming out of it. And I think again, there, there is a mania's 40 seems to be set in stone, firmly set in stone other than the positioning of what Seth is going to be doing. Um, I just don't know if it's a good idea to have him like lose the title on night one and then go out and help Cody. You know, it just seems strange, but um, yeah, I, I, I would love to, be wrong about that but i i think that um i think ultimately like it, it's still an interesting pathway i think seth and drew are cool but the thing is you got to make that match mean something because seth's already beaten this guy like two three times already so absolutely how are they gonna how are they gonna hype this up again so we'll see yeah that's all i got uh women's elimination chamber you got becky lynch versus bianca belair versus Liv morgan versus tiffany stratton versus naomi versus raquel rodriguez i'll say raquel added the star power to this in my opinion i think that like it was it was cool and then she got added to it and i was like okay it feels like any you know it feels like honestly anyone could win even if i think becky becky's gonna win i feel like i wouldn't be mad other than tiffany like obviously because it's too early 
I wouldn't be mad at anybody, um, anybody coming out on top here. I think you were definitely going to have a lagging six woman coming into this match if it wasn't for Raquel. But I also feel like, I, honestly, I was going to put in Natty. I was like, just put in Natty. To be honest with you, um, this is way better. Way yeah, better. this is this is better. Um, but I can see a lot of things coming out of this one too. We still don't have what Bianca Belair is doing for WrestleMania currently figured out. Liv Morgan is on her revenge tour. Tiffany Stratton is kind of like the you know the new hotness. Naomi's returning on an upper scale, and Raquel Rodriguez. I mean, she likely wants revenge against Rhea as well, and also Nia Jax. But Becky Lynch has been telegraphed <laughs> too hard, way too hard for mm. me not to think that anybody else but Becky Lynch is winning this. I would be shocked, legitimately shocked, if they went with anybody else. Could they go with, if if they had to go with someone else, could they go with a Bianca Belair versus Rhea Ripley? I think that would slap. It would, but it would also be very much not what we thought that was going to be built to. And I think that like WWE just, doesn't like, like doing that thing where they ignore the shit that they've been doing for yes. the last number of weeks. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to do that, that yet. One time. I think if you want <laughs> that one time two weeks ago. Oh, I, I think that like ultimately, like there's no one else that makes sense, but there's also storylines that come out here. I think it's being really heavily hinted that it's either gonna be Tiffany Bianca or um Tiffany Naomi for Mania too. So it's like You've got a storyline there. Liv seems to be kind of like turning a bit heelish. So, I mean, there could be an idea that, you know, she's frustrated that she's not getting Rhea and she just turns to the dark side. Like, I think there's some edge to her character that's coming. And th- that This was an edge that was coming to her before she even got injured. So they're continuing that story, honestly. But um, again, I'm, I'm not mad at, at anybody here save Tiffany winning. I think this is, this is good experience for Tiffany. I think that she's in there with, experts and right. i think that they're, they're gonna have time to practice this match and i think that having her in there with people that like she can honestly learn from is gonna is gonna be a boon for her it's gonna be a really really big advantage for her and um she's worked with with becky before uh and she'll be working with a lot of other people who are in their own right ring general so it'll be really exciting to see she's got her moon spot moon salt spot planned i'm sure she's just like <laughs> okay we're gonna moon salt Imagine she moonsaults. She does the, the the prettiest moonsault ever and jumps to the and jumps to the uh, to the 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 cell, the little uh, little cell there. And the pod. that's how athletic, yeah, the pod. That's how athletic I think she is. She'll go through one, two, three, and then hit the four, and then hit the moonsault. That'd be fire. That'd be nuts. Um, yeah, it's it's no one but Becky at this point. I'm interested to see what they. I mean, there's a. Huh. I. My thing is that there's a couple spots available for the women on this show. I think we get right. at least two women matches per night. Um, there's already two title matches set up, so it's like, what do we do with the other two? But I also feel like they want to get a bunch of women on the card as well. So to be honest with you, I feel like, I don't know. Some there's gonna be a tag team with two of these women, <laughs> or you know what? Let's wait till SmackDown. Some shit happens on SmackDown that people should pay attention to. Let's yeah. wait till SmackDown, <laughs> and then we can make our thing. But yeah, it's Becky all the way. Yeah, Team Becky over here. 
yeah, that is the show. <laughs> that is Elimination Chamber. I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know how the show is going to be. I have no clue uh, what they're thinking. I don't know. So we'll, we'll be able to have a, a but, but I mean, here's the thing, though, Mills. We will have such a better idea of where this card is going to go come Monday. And the WrestleMania card. Yeah, the WrestleMania card. Come Monday, we'll have a, 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 cl- a cleaner idea of what the main events are going to be come Monday. And uh, yeah, I, I honestly feel like you, you mentioned this earlier, but I honestly feel like if they were going to do a some sort of like addition, I would just add Becky and the crew or not Becky, uh, Bailey, a tag match between Bailey and them. Would that make sense? I thought something like that would happen, but apparently they aren't on the card either. The only Australian on the card. I mean, there's a couple of, there's two Australians on the card. Yeah, but, what are um, also, 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 uh, Dakota's not Australian, bro. I know you were going there, but she's not Australian. I was talking about Bronson Reed, first of all. Yeah, right. Andy Hartwell, second of all. So I think you need to jump uh, in, jump in a lot of conclusions. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, see, Come on. See, all right. Well, this? Yeah, amen. Amen. I'm just calling it like I see it. Um, oh, my but, God. All right. Let's get out of here. We got to go to sleep now so we can wake up to watch Elimination Chamber. So uh, thank you guys for listening. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back next week with uh, a rundown of what happened on Elimination Chamber and where we're, where we're at in the Mania card. Uh, so make sure you tune into that. Thank you guys for listening. For Meals, I'm Justin, and we'll see you guys next week. Be safe. Peace.